When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 940. We're back of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by Ben Funky Askren. He's in Wisconsin. James Dean Ryder in the greater Omaha area. And you! We are happy to be back. It's been over a week. Apologies for that. Um, But it's good to be back. I actually had to have a, a sudden family matter to attend to and JD was already gone and we can't leave as I tweeted we cannot leave Ben to his own devices uh, 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 who knows what would happen I have some fun guests on we'd have a great time me and Sian would shoot the breeze it'd be awesome <laughs> shoot the breeze get the entire uh YouTube channel taken down it would have been oh, awesome yeah. in a blaze of glory Sian could figure out how to get on YouTube that's way too much credit <laughs> that's a good point well Tyler does it the producer Tyler is, is on right now he would get. <laughs> he would be your accomplice to get it all right. Nice. So what's up, guys? Uh, a lot of um, kind of smaller stories to get to. A few bigger things. Going I got a on question for you, Christian. All right, hit me. Was this the longest Fourth of July ever? Because I felt like it took forever. Like we started fireworks on Friday night, and then there was like party, and then there was like a parade, and then there was like another parade, and then there was more fireworks. It just felt like this doesn't stop. I was so exhausted by like Tuesday night. I'm like, I want to, I just want to go home and go to sleep. Like no more. I, I am fortunate. Well, I've, I've, I've made a few just planted my flag in the earth okay. things. And one of them is per, no parades, no more parades. I hate what? parades. A total waste of, the, I hate them. They're total waste of time. They're insanely boring. The kids don't actually like them. You just sit out there and sweat. And it's like, Oh wow. There goes the, guy that runs the chevy dealership oh neat there's a, a marching band <laughs> well oh wow the 10u baseball all-stars are there why would i care about this this is so boring let's do something actually fun parades You're a are stupid. i'm not a communist i've done so many parades i've been in so many parades i gave them all, a lifetime <laughs> of opportunity to to entertain me and not once did it happen so we're out on parades no parades i don't do it no weep. I'm I'm still in on parades. Sounds like you're out on some weak parades. You need to up JD, your parade game. Oh, you don't have oh. a JD doesn't have kids, so I'm surprised he's in on parades right now because he's not in on parades. He's cosplaying. He doesn't I do wouldn't parades. go. If I didn't have little kids, I wouldn't go. My kids are young. I think they're younger than yours, I believe, and they still yeah. like the parades. But yeah, I think we got a few more years and hopefully they'll be because they don't even give you good candy. It's not like Halloween where they give you some good no. stuff. They throw like, you know, like chewy things and hard things and it's yeah. uh, Thumbs down. It's all gr- it's all grandma's candy. The stuff you know, the little strawberry ones that, that aren't even for sale. They just start yep. teleporting grandparents. House. Oh wow, the fire trucks going at siren. This is this. It's just a five year old to not, get pumped about that. Or Matt, I Max's would. kid on I don't know, one of the parades Monday Tuesday. He was so jacked about the fire engine. Yeah, <laughs> my son was into like the earth and like states and stuff at that time, so he kind of missed <laughs> the truck stage. Okay, but yeah, it was, I don't know, it was a little different because we were traveling on Sunday, flying here to Pennsylvania, and then, which is where I am, I should have mentioned that, here on the farm. You may hear some 
cow's moo or rooster's cockadoodle doing. There you go. But uh, sorry about that. But it's better than what's going on inside. I can assure you that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a fun Fourth of July. Um, did you do you set off fireworks at your place, Ben? You know what? I did not. I did not this year. I am a big firework guy, but uh, I did not do any of my own this year. I like fireworks. Fireworks are cool. Um, they, they, Katie's father went pulled out all the stops this year. It was it was a wild show. Because if you said you were out on fireworks, we were going to have to kick you out of America. Yeah, I, I I'm fine with fireworks. I find them entertaining and interesting. But yeah, parades. Well, what's the chat? You know what? Let me pull up. I've got to have some support on the parades. I, I mean, I don't, I don't totally I agree have, with you. If my kids weren't young, I'll, I got your back on that one. Okay. I feel like my kids aren't that into it either. Okay. Um. All right. Sorry. All right. Back yeah, we to got a few more years. Yeah, we got a few more years. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's. Keep it moving. All right, a few little things happen. One, James Green randomly came out of retirement. This was this was not on the wrestling bingo card for me. I did not know this was on. I saw this man in big tents. He was on crutches, uh, and you know now he's he's back. He's coming out of retirement. Ben, what were your thoughts when you saw this? Uh, also, didn't see it coming. Um, he he did. He had the surgery I had on our hips. Um, He's feeling pretty good. I know we, we kind of talked about it a few different times. Uh, he was impressed with how fast he got. Cause I want to say he's less than a year out um, from it. I think he was impressed with how fast he healed and how how good he felt. That being said, he had a good job that he seemed like he really enjoyed. He really did seem like he liked working with the kids and um, what he was doing. And so to come out at this time, because we have to – James Green is like case in point of a guy who doesn't have a weight class. He is elite at 70, but he's not as good at 74, 65, and we're going in the Olympic year. So it's not like we're 2021 and he can and he can go 70, 70, 70, and then decide the last year. It's like, well, next year he's got to go 74, 65. So because of that, I thought the time was odd. And then obviously he's not young. He is 33, which is you know not super old, but it's not super young either. Man, I can't believe he's 33. That's right? crazy. Am I Are you wrong sure? on that? No, I don't sure think I'm he's. Right. No, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> there, I'm sorry. He's uh, 30. I just ate. James, I apologize. I aged you right there. He's yeah. 30. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, well, I actually, I kind of have the opposite take that this is the only year that makes sense in that while, yes, the weight class thing, for sure, it will always be a thing, but it's kind of like the last thing for him to to do right like mm. it's, the, it's the one thing that he's probably like man i never got on an olympic team i never really even had a good run at the trials let me try yeah. one last time and see if i can do that i've made umpteen world teams i've got a lot of medals but i really want to see just give it one last crack and i wonder if he's just like through the surgery and everything i wonder if he like got smaller sort of that's what i was just thinking yeah I, I will say it's just you know to, to pull out the nomad standing next to him. He, he does seem like, you know, he wasn't as big as I, I recall, but assume because that he, you know, not a full training thing. So I don't know. I, I, and I'm also assuming that his intention is to go 65 kilograms once more. Um, but I don't know that to be a fact. It's just a, an assumption that, yeah. that he would want to do that, which maybe he is going 74. Maybe it's like, he didn't want to go seventy four when JB was there, and well, JB, that sort of made. Well, JB might be going up. Yeah, wait. Has JB explicitly stated he's going to eighty six? 
that he's not going to 86 he's explicitly stated he's okay, 74 so then he is 74 so then what you said doesn't make sense then. What, what, oh so what i mean is they were both at nebraska oh, during but the that portion of their runs and that would have been sort of strange for them both to go yeah. same way or maybe he just saw like man 65 is is wide open nick lee just made the team he's got to be thinking that there's an opportunity there yeah so i don't know um you know, kind of my initial thought was like, this is uh, this is probably not going to be a relevant I mean, contributor to, to the trials, you know the but maybe. Thing, Christian, the other thing that is that is very relevant here, and I don't know what he's making at USA Wrestling. I'm sure it's public and we could look it up, and I'm sure he's being paid relatively well for what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but you know what's crazy? These RTCs are starting to pay real money, and maybe it'll go away with the NIL thing because these are spending more money at NIL, but. The amount of money they're paying is like shit. I might come out of retirement for if you guys pay me that much. For real? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is certainly a thing. Like for something wonder... you really want to do, for like mm-hmm. you know if you really enjoy wrestling and you want to wrestle. And now you know back in the day they're paying you twelve thousand dollars a year, eighteen thousand dollars a year, and now they're actually paying like a livable wage. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, I'm sure he's being compensated well. I, I yeah. feel like for him, it's like. I can take this run and on the other side of that, I can, I'll be able to get a job uh, yeah, relatively okay, quickly. Maybe get his own, maybe get the same job back if he, if he liked it well enough. I don't know. Um, but but it, he's got, it is then, hold on. then he's got to be, I have to assume if he's doing this, that he has to be going through 2028. No one's going to do this for just a year. You don't give him a job just for one year, right? You'd have to like, Hey, I want to, I want to go there. I want to do this for five years. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to do it. I'm going to quit my job that I enjoy, that I that I like. I'm going to go tr- go move for one year, and then after that, figure it out. Like, how doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a good plan. Well, wh- what if, what if also? I don't he's, think it's about Olympics. What do you yeah. think? I think you said he accomplished everything he set out to. I don't think he did. I think he wants to be a world champion. He didn't do that. He was a medalist, two-time medalist, but not a champion. Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't even be super surprised if he just went 74 for Olympic trials in the hopes that there's a 70 kg non-Olympic weight worlds. And like that's really the main focus. Wow. I think he got... He he healed up, um, you know, after taking two years off and was like, I think I'm still I'm now in my athletic prime. I feel better than I did uh, when I won my last medal. It would be a shame not to use these years um, of my athletic ability to to try and achieve winning a world gold medal, which wouldn't necessarily mean he goes through 2028 maybe he comes back for 2024 and goes eh, i was wrong um and then, i don't know what he would do to that go find another coaching position probably it seemed like he liked his coaching position at usc wrestling it didn't seem like it was a i don't like coaching type of thing just um i want to use these last several years of athletic ability because i'm going to be coaching for the next insert X years of Man, my life. That sounds right to me. Man, I just, I just had the total. I mean, opposite gut reaction. I was like, one last run, sixty-five, give it a shot, and then 
m- move on, but he knew he wanted to be back in Nebraska to do that run. So it'll, we'll find out, right? Or we need to probably talk to him at some point. David Bray is going to camp uh, right now. I think he's there today. So we should uh, ask him to ask him. And James is finishing out this summer in Colorado Springs as the coach. coach of the U-17 and U-20 world teams. And then he will move to Nebraska. I believe he said that. Okay, that's cool. I was I was wondering about that uh, as well. Okay, that's a so huge position to fill for somebody. I'm sure there will be a lot of um, highly touted candidates that want it. Yeah, it's a it's a I think it'd be a sweet job, honestly. So uh, in 2020, the national uh, freestyle director, because I cannot find the 2022 or was 139 thousand dollars was that that was the, the the pay for that position. Yeah, I got sent the. The amount it's 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 a good living i would say yeah for sure um but yeah like well i don't know and like is this you think about the developmental job is it i mean when you think about the college coaching rigor which is like yeah. man it's so year-round is this like one of the better like coaching man. jobs because like well, the summers are super intense obviously but yeah you know during the regular season I, I feel like it's probably a lot more reasonable schedule but i don't know the only thing is i feel like um i would feel like and i mean i don't i'm not with james every day so I, I, I don't know but i do know a couple things i know is that there's not a lot of full-time athletes with him right so as the director of development um that would be the one thing that i would miss right so i get to work with these awa kids like pretty much year round right they might go to a mm-hmm. camp or here or there a few times but i pretty much am with them 12 months a year and there's a lot of them and he's not really doing that with very many kids at all. And I think that that is fun. And then we're talking about extra development. That's obviously really important towards development. And so maybe, maybe it's more like a bureaucratic, uh, that type of job. Maybe he doesn't like that part of it or something. Maybe he wants to be in the room more. And if he went and wrestled and then he went back to college coaching, you know, likely he's going to be, you know, the second or third coach. And those guys are generally in the room more doing less paperwork, uh, bureaucratic type stuff. Yeah, that that could definitely be a thing. That's, I mean, the the most fun part of coaching is like that, building those relationships and yes. seeing them achieve. And you don't quite get that with this job because they all have coaches. They don't live in Colorado, etc. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. Okay, James Green Radio Live. Uh, next up, just a brief. Point here, Austin Gomez to the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. We had not talked about that. I may have, I can't remember if I alluded to this on the show, but um, this I, is where I thought. I had he, heard he was going to Iowa did. State, but you definitely did not tell us this. You didn't tell me this off air either. Yeah. So what's going to be interesting here is right now it's just Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. But two things. One, Austin has another year. Two, Michigan 149, Ch- Chance Lammer's gone. Uh, three, he's going to watch them compete all, compete all for a semester, you know? It, what do you mean watch? I, like just because he'll be there or what? I'm just saying, he's going to watch them and he's going to see a Michigan duel and he's going to be like, man, um, he's going to get the itch. This is my prediction. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know this. Well, um, he's going to get the itch. Sean Bormet's going to talk him into it and then we might get one last run with Gomez. Don't I Do not write it off. Do not write would it off. he would he 
I mean, would he have to be in the portal, or is he a graduate, so it doesn't matter? Or, or why why would he be able to do that, Christian? Uh, because basically anyone can transfer at any point in time, it seems. <laughs> oh, um, funny. That that's my. I mean, I maybe he would have to go in the portal at some point to do that, but um, I I, I think you could find a way. When did Suriano go in the portal for uh Michigan? Because that was a long was process late, too. Late. You're right. Um. That was later in the thing. So I don't think it's something where you got to go in the portal now or anything like that. I think it could take its course, but one Nick run. Seriano, it, it, Nick Seriano entered the transfer portal on July 21st. Oh, okay. And, and he didn't announce till like after Thanksgiving. Yeah. If um, I recall. Man, would that be so crazy if Sean Bormet pulled five All-Americans from other teams to wrestle on his team? That would be like the most insane thing ever. Yeah, and almost all of them Big Ten, other than oh Griffith. God. That is so crazy. This man, Sean Bormet, is a menace. I mean, the other thing, the other thing, Christian, I was thinking about was, and actually because I thought about this, he tweeted... Maybe it was Pan Ams. I don't recall what tournament it was, but he made 65 kilograms, and 65 kilograms is 143. He said something mm-hmm. like, wow, that felt really easy. And part of me said, oh, wait, is he is he insinuating that he's going to wrestle 141 pounds next year? Because um, that's kind of what I thought when I, when I heard that. I was like, oh, 143 is easy. Does that mean 141 is in the cards? Yeah, that, that was the insinuation there. I, I partially wonder if after his performance – which he really wrestled really poorly. Yeah, he did. If he's like, uh, yeah, I made the weight, but it did not go well. Um, so yeah, I don't know what what that would mean, but they could uh, certainly use him. It would be interesting. Yeah, yeah that'd be. Yeah, they could. other inter- international news: Russia looking more and more like they're going to be in. They had their nationals, and they're going to have special wrestle off. For Sajalayev and Sitikov, the two Olympic champions at 74 and uh, 97 kilograms, they will be wrestling off the Russian national winners at PWL. And they, they, they've PWL submitted. Again? That's the Russian Pro League? Yeah, Professional Wrestling League or something like that. Love it. But in, in Russian. Um, yeah. And so it, it's looking more and more like we'll see Russia and Belarus at the world championships in Serbia in September. Wow. Okay. And that would, uh, would that hold true? Cause this is relevant to me. Would that hold true for juniors and cadets as well? I thought they all were already like said, Hey, the younger, as long as they're not like in the military or whatever can, can Got do it. it. Okay. Um, I thought they, they got the first like blessing and then well, it's I don't like think seniors. they wrestled at euros. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Yeah, well, they're having a hard time getting visas to different places. Uh, I know that's a big challenge uh, for them. They can't just go ever. And I don't know where Euros were. Maybe they, they'd either. be easy. But they I think Serbia. Euros. Yeah. Um, with, with uh, I think Cadet Worlds, I think they're planning on being there, but they already started going through anybody associates, associated with the military in terms of, like, coaching staff cannot come because, obviously, Anybody 15, 16, 17 is not associated with the military yet. Do not come. All right. Um, so that'll be exciting. No official word yet. 
they'll be there. But looking yeah, more UWW and more. Yeah, still has to allow them in. But Serbia, it, it's if you want Russia there, Serbia is a good place to do it versus somewhere else in Europe. But uh, something from the chat. Been asking training with Robbie Lawler's opponent, Nico. How dare him? Oh, uh, man. Ah, the guy was in town. Um, I don't know. I I don't exactly remember what the connection was. But he trained. He came to Rufus for the last month. Um, he has to work out, so of course I I love working out. So I said, yes, I'll work out with you. Of course I. Will. You don't work yeah. out. Super, I love working out. I I particularly love, although my body doesn't love it. Uh, like uh, my body wants to wrestle like two or three days a week, wrestle or, or grapple. Um, I would love to do like five or six, but I just. You start getting too beat up if I, I do that. So yes, I did work out with him. He was this very nice guy. We had a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I have no ill will towards Robbie Lawler, as I never have. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want you've choked. You've choked this man. There's ill will. That's what happens. There's uh, you're supposed to do that when you get in the cage. Oh, I didn't realize that. But yeah, there's uh, a really uh, there's a really fun fight card this weekend, and we have uh, one bonus. Oh, yeah. He got he goes in the news because he got a new opponent. And uh, they kind of pulled the guy, I want to say off the streets, but they pulled him out, out of the smaller organizations, and Bo is a, a gigantic favorite in the fight. I read that he is the biggest favorite in UFC history. I read that also, but I, I feel like I don't feel like that's true. I feel like there was a rousy fight, so I would have to, you know, oh, research yeah. it. I feel like there was a rousy fight, like maybe the Betch Correa, where she was like something just totally ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he is, he's a big favorite. Man, that's it's just absurd. So it's, I mean, this is the one thing about MMA that I don't like is like, man, how long do we have to wait to find out how good Bo is? Yeah, it's it's uh, well, honestly, he's moving faster than a lot of people do. Um, I know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Aaron Pico was one of the ones that said like, hey, I, and I don't know how, and it obviously did not work out well for him, but he said, you know, move me along very very quickly, and he was fighting really highly ranked guys. But usually it takes a while, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's frustrating. And that's one of the things I say to wrestlers is, like, try not to waste time because it is going to take a significant amount of time. Even if you look at, like, a Henry or a Daniel, guys who had gigantic profiles going into the sport, it still takes you a while to get to the top just because uh, you got to schedule fights. There's going to be three to six months in between a fight. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to pull out. Like, these things are going to happen, you know? So you got to kind of kind of get a get cracking. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, very excited for for Bo's fight. It sounds like he will have victory, hopefully. In the hopefully get some tougher opponents. Hopefully they don't pull out. His yeah. opponent apparently had a, a wrist injury. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so good luck to Bo. And who else is fight? It's a big card. Uh, well, there's this... two two title fights. Uh, so it's Yair Rodriguez and Volkanovski. They're they're unified oh five title, and then. Moreno is fighting. What the hell is Moreno fighting? Uh, I'm blanking on who he's fighting right now. Alexandria Pontea. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Pantoa. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then Drusius Dupuis and Robert Whitaker. Yeah, there's some good ones. Cool. Okay. Oh, next yeah. topic. What show on it? Oh, I know our next topic. If you guys have not watched the latest No Sad Stories on Flow about Ian Malchewski, Please, please, please check it out. It's as good as anything we've made. Sincerely, very inspirational. 
Ian, a little bit about Ian. If you haven't seen the trailers or anything, uh, he was wrestling at Akron Cadet World Team Trials. He's a Fargo um, All-American and finalist. Champ- like he, he was certainly on the trajectory. He got paralyzed in a match. Um, he was winning, about to tech the guy. And from there, you know, nearly died and had to go through all kinds of surgeries and rehab. And he goes to the University of Miami. Now he's in Harvard Law School. And like, just incredible, incredible mindset. Um, so, so, you know, I, you want to say surprising, a rare mindset, um, considering what he's been through. Uh, highly encourage you to check it out. He's, it's interesting. He's, he's friends with and teammates with Carter Storacci. They were training partners up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Incredible story. Incredible dude. Uh, please, please, please check it out. Many of you already have, but if you haven't, um, stamp of approval. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I need to watch. I, I watched the first two. They're great. I haven't watched this one yet. Yeah, I feel like this is this is a really really good one. Um, you know, Ian's a Ian is a little older. Like Dunia is like a freshman in high school. Um, and Adonis was younger, early in high school, and now you've got Ian, who's you know just more more mature. He's older. He's done a little bit more as well. So it's he really helps it a lot. Um, appreciate Avery said he's watched it two times. Um, nice. I watched it on on, on the plane after my grandma's funeral, which is not a good idea because I was very <laughs> in my feelings on this plane. Very but it was great. Very emotional for sure, but it was awesome. So yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Um, it's it's on the homepage. It's on. Uh, it's going to flow wrestling and films are right there, and you can check them out. Right. Okay, we're we're just we're just knocking them down. We're going to week. Uh, tell them about these gambling rules, Christian, because I thought this was because uh, it says on or after May 2, but I feel like you brought up the Iowa State gambling thing before May 2. And then the other thing is, this has been going on forever. Um, like, I feel like you brought this up many months ago. When did we get some information on it? It's a great question. I'm I'm so surprised we haven't heard anything. I'm so surprised the names haven't gotten out. Um, I've heard the names, but don't know if they're for sure, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, but it looks like the NCAA is kind of laying out their their updated rules on you know how they're going to penalize these athletes, which definitely definitely be different from previous punishments the NCAA has levied against gambling. I, in that video I did like I don't know, I guess a month or two ago now, I mentioned the Virginia Tech football player who bet on an NBA game like thirty bucks and missed like seven games, which yeah, is so obviously crazy. over half. Over half the season, but you look here at the like they are sort of tiering their punishment based on how much money is gambled. So like, if you gamble two hundred or less, it's sports wagering rules and prevention education. So like, there we go basically nothing. So this guy who had to sit seven games in this scenario would just get you know prevention education. Two hundred to five hundred dollars is loss of ten percent of a season. Five hundred and one to eight hundred dollars is twenty percent of the season. More than eight hundred is loss of thirty percent of the season of eligibility, and all these people have to do the the uh, what I'll call the driver's education course that you get when you get the 
speeding tickets. There is a big caveat, though, to this. Hit me. It's oh yeah. Um, if you bet on your own stuff, if you yeah, not which... not even your own stuff, your own school. Ooh. That's fair though. That's fair. Cause yeah. I mean, like you guys are all, ever, all the athletes are, you know, they're usually just studying one place together. They're dining one place together. They know, you know, you know the things about your school, so you should not be able to do that. Yes. But it's like death penalty. It's not a season. You are done with. Wow. I, bet I actually don't hate that. You, you think... potentially face permanent loss of all collegiate eligibility in all sports is how they worded it. Potentially. There's the potentially in there. So, you know, there might be a caveat of, you know, if a University of Iowa wrestler bet on Caitlin Clark and Iowa to mm-hmm. win the, the women's basketball championship, maybe they're like, well, you bet on them to win. It doesn't seem like you had any knowledge of something specific that you used. Okay, we're only going to take away a season. I assume that's what that means. Whereas, obviously, if you if you're like, hey, I know whoever the quarterback is injured and not going to play, then I bet against Iowa. You probably that's probably termination. Yeah, I uh, I actually don't hate that. I think kids should be able to gamble in college, but yeah, gambling on your own school because you, you probably have some information, probably not kosher. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm with that too. I think you bet on your school and you are you they and first of all, I'll mention this. All these kids know. They all know the rules. This is like yeah. there's not like oh they I know it. They they freaking knew. The 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 compli- the the lengths that these schools go to to make yeah. sure they don't do something like this are extensive and kids kids young adults whatever they are they're they're foolish at times. They make foolish decisions, and yeah, so I, I, um, yeah. You want to bet on an NFL game? All right, it's different. But if you're betting on your school or against your school, you you, you play the game. So that's. Yeah. I actually think you kind of should be able to bet on your on your team. Uh, I don't like a little Pete, extra motivation. Well, yeah, the Pete Rose thing. Like it, they, he bet on himself. Like. That's awesome. He should bet on himself. I don't see the issue. That's the point made by this strategy right there. Yeah, if you're betting against yourself or betting against your team to, like, cover the spread or something, now that now we got issues here. But, like, you put money on yourself, you should be able to do that to win. Yeah, agreed. Um, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Wait, no, I don't agree. It's a slope. Why not? Ah, just just stay no, you gotta stay away from it. Why you not? Know, Why not? If you think I'm gonna win and the odds makers don't have enough faith in you, you have more faith in yourself, you should be able to bet on that. You well one, are we just have we have to just check on every bet and see where it's placed now? Well, just that's what they're doing. I'm, yeah, they're doing that. Yes, they are they they can do that. That's that's easy, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Well, just, as long as bets are placed online. Yeah. Which I assume is how these athletes were caught. Yeah, is yeah. through apps that you have did to enter it. your identity into. Because if you go into like yeah. an actual sports book, you know, I it's not as easy to track. Yeah, name and so they uh, they they include their names and social security numbers. It's like pretty easy. That's what I'm saying. It's easy to track. Yeah, yes, you should not yeah. be able to bet against yourself. But you, nah. yeah, I think you should be able. But if you think you're gonna uh, 
if you're gonna whoop someone, <laughs> go for it. Nah. He <laughs> doesn't want you Pete want... Rose in the Hall of Fame either. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That's <laughs> well, then you're being hypocritical right now. No, no, I don't think you should be allowed to do it, but I don't think I should like exclude you from. And we should have to pretend like you weren't one of the greatest hitters of all time. That's dumb. Two things are totally separate. But okay, but am I correct? Pete Rose only bet on himself. Like he didn't bet against. I, himself. That's what. That's what he claims. Well, do we know or not? No, we don't know. Well, he had to go it's, through it's, bookies back then. So sure, yeah, it's on. not. It, yeah, he wasn't on. You know, DraftKings. Maybe he was betting with Bitcoin, so people we could go back and follow his transactions. He was. In he was. Yep, yep. 1970s Bitcoin. Free internet. Oh. Pete was ahead of the curve in so many areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the all all those people should be in. The steroid users should all be in. I agree. All the, hey, Cam- you're going to love this, Christian. You know what my wife had me do last week? She wanted no. to watch Rookie of the Year. Can you believe Great that? one. I, Great I, I movie. I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it. But... We'll watch it again. There's one part where they have real baseball players where he's throwing against real baseball players. Okay. Like, and it's just like a quick, their face, their face, their face, you know, like where the different hitters come up. Uh-huh. Go look at how small Barry Bonds is. So that's probably oh, what, 92 or 93 or something like that? Yeah, 93, 94, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's so tiny. <laughs> well, he's All so guys, small. Like, look at Ken Griffey Jr. as a rookie, too, versus how he ended his career. Yeah, well, you stopped with King Griffey. He was clean, but um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like size wise, just a, but, a scrawny but, 18 year old coming into the league. But that was Barry, like height of his powers, and then, <laughs> well, so we thought, and then he hit another level when when he got on the juice mm-hmm. and became like the biggest freak of all yeah. baseball players. Yeah, he was so lean with the Pirates there. That's and now Jujitsu Blue Belt. Bluebell. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, hey, listen, there's a lot of synergy with his uh, previous antics in the current sport he's he's now <laughs> spending time in. So uh, he said, uh, wait, no, no SADA testing? Wait, Sign me up. Gordon Ryan's just talking about it. I mean, I'm sure you guys covered this because you guys have a full grappling site. Gordon Ryan yeah. said, it ain't illegal, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. He's Fair like, That's, yeah, that's what he's been saying. I mean, it, he says it's not illegal, it, and it's true. They don't test for it in a lot of the things. But, like, I, IBJJF, it is illegal. So there are aspects of jiu-jitsu where you can't um, do steroids. This is what happens. These guys, it's so embarrassing. They'll, like, make the finals of events, and then they'll find out Usada's there, and they just literally, like, leave the finals, like, just – and, like, ghost. And, like, they'll be like, like oh, the IBJJFs? Yeah, so, like – um Oh, Cyborg and um, Wagner Hocha are like pretty credential guys. Like they make the finals of this tournament and then Usada's there and they literally just like leave the tournament and flee what? the scene. And don't, don't tell. So they'll be like, Roberto Abreu, Matt won. And they're like calling for him and they don't tell anyone they left. They just literally flew back home. And then they put some Instagram posts like, I'm sorry, I could not compete in my finals. I had a travel conflict or something no, like that. No, is that real? I, uh, 100%. These guys think they're like so smart. Like, oh wow, is that why you left? Cyborg, who's forty some years old and looks but, like. Hold on, a hold on. With Usada, okay. With Usada, mm-hmm. if you're if we're doing it the real Usada way, like if you're if you're a UFC fighter and you're signed up for Usada, if they show up to test you that day, and 
you are not at your whereabouts. So I, I don't know when I was doing it in 2019. No, Ben, was... this is no, this is what happened. Yeah, they they didn't fl- they didn't get away with it. <laughs> they just like avoided the. Well, testing. you have three they missed still... tests, so you have three missed tests. But then you no, are but... suspended once you have three missed tests. They got several year uh, um, suspensions for for, oh. for this because they caught up with them down in Florida, I think, and um, made them test there, and then they all, oh, of course, were. Got it. Because yeah, so it's, it's a whereabouts violation. So you actually get three of them. So if you're not yeah. where they say, and so when I was in 2019, which I maybe this is like this is kind of against the surveillance state that I usually don't like, but they had a phone tracking so they could see where you were. Which, oh yeah. Um, but it would be so much easier because on your whereabouts, you literally had to fill out where you were going to be like all the freaking time. And mm-hmm. like in 2008, if you if you had updated, you had to like fax them your update. It was freaking preposterous, you know. So I, you have to go find a fax machine and tell them, oh, on this day in this month, I'm going to be somewhere else, right? And then in 2019, you could kind of like you could use the app to update it, uh, you know. But then if you enabled the following, then you didn't have to update anything. They could just because they would know where you were. Yeah, yeah. So Cyborg fled the scene, and then he tested positive for. Oh my exogenous God, testosterone and met- metabolites. So he got a three-year ban. What this one guy get? This one guy got went had a crazy, crazy stack. Hold on. It was like a, yeah, I can't even read all this stuff. <laughs> Trend, which is like the big one. Yeah, Ben, Ben, you're looking kind of cut. You were doing your mental Monday, man. You were looking sort of. Maybe the angle, but you're like your shoulders are looking big. I, uh, you saw it. It showed up at my house on Monday. You're kidding. Are you still? Oh, no, you saw it. Can't test me. Get out of here. Uh, they can't touch oh, you. Uh, let's see. Well, no, I'm retired. So you saw it. No, you saw it. Will not show up at my house. That's probably like the number one reason I retired as fast as possible because I'm like. The USADA protocol is so annoying where they can just show mm. up whenever you want and they'd be early in the morning or you'll be doing something. They'll be like, stop what you're doing. You got to come pee in this cup. And you're like, uh, this is so annoying. Like I was literally in the middle of something, you know? Um, no. So as soon as I retired, I, I canceled that. He canceled his USADA subscription. <laughs> Do you want, if you're ever on a USADA subscription and you realize you will want to cancel as soon as possible, even if you're not using Yep. Yep. All right. I want to talk about this because I thought this was weird. This um, out of nowhere tweet from, well, it's from the Gopher Wrestling Twitter, but oh, it's from I the an opinion on this. The Well, I have an opinion too, but I think, well, let's just do it. So the, the Minnesota president, Mark Coyle, puts out this statement about Gable. He was a generational talent. He lists all his accolades, blah, blah, blah. The two-time high trophy winner, Big Ten Medal of Honor recipient, the most entertaining athlete in collegiate sports. True. And we were thrilled about the possibility of being able to watch him compete once again as a gopher. This, to me, it smells a little... I don't I don't know if it's not desperate, but, like, I don't... I, it sounds like they're worried about Gable leaving, leaving the university and competing elsewhere. And this seems like a I don't know, a gesture that's I don't know, a, a little more, it's, it's pretty transparent. Um, I would, uh, I would second that sentiment. And uh, listen, I don't know, maybe you live under a rock Christian piles. There's definitely a chance of that. We're not sure. I mean, Who's I've been hearing the, I've been hearing the rumors. You're under a rock. You're under a I don't know where the hell you are, but I've been hearing some rumors. 
Now, we don't discuss those rumors on this program, but I've been hearing some pretty strong rumors from some pretty solid sources. We're not allowed to discuss those unless you start asking me some questions, and I maybe I'll answer. Maybe I won't. I don't know. And so, yes, I think they're, they know that there's chances that um, he he ventures elsewhere for his last year of eligibility, and they're trying, obviously, to keep him, which, I mean, it just feels right that he stays at Minnesota. He is like the face of the Minnesota program. He's from Minnesota. Um, it feels like he should stay there, and I think the AD is making it ha- trying to make it happen. Yep. This is the president of the school, I believe. And um, oh, I thought it was AD. Are you kidding me? Hold on, Mark Coyle. He's the oh AD. no, he's the AD. Sorry, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I no those factually, those rumors are a hundred percent true. Okay. There's one hundred percent reach reach outs happening. There's big numbers, and factually, they're being considered. No doubt in my mind. Um, so yeah, but but man, it's sort of yeah. I thought it was interesting. I thought the timing was different. Um, and you know what? Maybe this is something where maybe this is the new nature of college sports too. Where it's like, man, you got to do more. Um, I don't know what the word is, promotion or elevating of the athletes i mean it's good for gable for sure yeah and um, um but they... you put something else in the doc here which i was not i was not privy to or i was not aware of i didn't see this guy uh um i don't know if you want to bring it up on this but the darren heitner tweet did you did you put this in here christian uh, go, go. i know that was um james i did jd i mean it essentially says that the states um are saying hey nca you can't you can't look at if schools are paying, right? Because NCAA rule says you're not allowed to offer NIL in relation to an athlete attending your institution. And this is saying that this state, and then if you you know go through the thread, it's saying many other states are enacting the same type of thing where they're saying, hey, NCA, get lost. You can't investigate the schools. So then that's saying, well, this rule that the NCA is trying to make doesn't actually work. There is actually no rule here, is what that's saying to me. Yeah, I don't know how they can do that. Like, this is our or like, not I'm not keeping up for the NCAA, but if you have a, I don't know, whatever a private organization and you run it how you want to run it, why, and you can't enforce the your policies? Yeah, I mean, because I the state says so. Read through like, the legalities of it, but it does seem it seems like I mean, honestly, probably what they're worried about or what someone is probably trying to push forward is that. This is just going to be a waste of taxpayers' money. This is NCA is, uh, I believe, I don't believe they're federal. Are they federal or are they private, Christian? The NCA. Either way, private, the state institutions. Private, the state institutions are public institutions that are funded by taxpayer money. So if the NCA is in all these lawsuits, wasting taxpayer money, they're probably saying that's effing stupid. Just let them do whatever the hell they want to do. I'm guessing that's what's happening. Uh, I agree with that. I don't like it involving taxpayer money. Feel like should the burden should be on the NCA to so now we just need that. a salary cap. We just need people to say what everyone's getting paid, and then I'm cool with it. Uh huh. Yeah, this is this is interesting. I don't know what the ripple. I mean, it just sounds like more and more stuff's just gonna get more wide open. Yeah, with the NIL, and this to me says 
we will certainly not know the information unless it's disclosed by the athletes or the organization. Yes. Uh, so less transparency. So this is not going probably in the direction you were hoping for. If that's what you wanted. Yeah, I would like more transparent. I'm cool with guys getting paid, and I did say it was against the rules, and it does make it a little less fun that, uh, you know, really there's there's three big players right now, um, and those three big players are Michigan, Penn State, and Iowa, um, who are scooping up a lot of people. I mean, we talk about Michigan just got four All-Americans with the potential of five. Iowa scooped up a few huge, huge names. Um, and and are, we've heard that making other offers. And then Penn State got Truex and uh, Nagao. So, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not and Mitchell? Time. Mitchell? I actually don't think. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mitchell had told me if he got paid. I don't think he did. I'm, I, I swear, swear on everything. I don't lie. Um, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. I just meant that they got him. I didn't. They mean, did get him, would, yeah, but not yeah. Uh, not with. I mean, those other people all. To my understanding, it feels like we either heard the offers, and I know with Mitchell that not to be the case. Which maybe I should have told his ass to, to to demand some more money. Maybe that would have been a good advice on my part. What do you think? Sounds, I told yeah. him. No, I'll let him do it if he wants. That's what he wants, and he can get it. Maybe I should have. Well, I, I mean, the the next to be the next uh, obvious, the next obvious step is high school kids demanding more money because it doesn't appear that they're getting offered a whole bunch. I saw some little league club is like paying if you win like Tulsa and Reno. I World thought that was a joke. Is, are we sure this is not a joke? That's why I didn't want to comment I, on it. I don't know. Um, the person who sent it to me seemed to think it was legit. Uh, and it wasn't like an absurd amount of money. It was like a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. Like, wasn't a lot, which made it more believable. It'd be funnier if it was like if it was a joke. It'd be way funnier if it was like, oh, you get three grand, five grand for when it turn. It's like sort of realistic. But um, when, when you think when you think about we, uh, so I I looked at it. I don't recall. I recall it was smaller amounts of that. But if you were to add, if you were to have a really good kid who won a lot of stuff and you were to add it up, then it would be like you're losing like. Three to five thousand dollars a year, or something. You know, if you add them all up on the really good kids, that's not going to pencil for a, a youth club. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I know, but that's why if it was a joke, you would want to put Bigger a higher amount sure. that you're not going to pay, and they put yeah, smaller, yeah. which maps to that. Bro, if Caleb Piles found out he could get money for winning tournaments, he would reach a level of insanity. <laughs> I don't even want to think about. <sighs> He's too crazy. All right, you want to do some questions? Sure, let's do it. Okay. At the beginning of the year, if you were told all of these would become true, which would shock you the most? One, Spencer Lee takes six at NCAAs with no injury. Two, Rose doesn't make the world team. Three, Zane Richards makes 57 kilogram spot. Well, I think this is, uh, I think this is obvious to me. Because two of these things actually happened, and one, I'm going to say one didn't. Spencer Lee taking six with no injury didn't happen. He did injury default out of the next two matches. And because he does not communicate clearly, I don't know how bad that injury was or if it was a really, really serious thing. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that he did, in fact, have an injury since he defaulted two matches. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, if he had won, he would have wrestled. 
Yeah, but so taking six with no injury to me would say he actually went on the mat and he lost three matches in a row, right? Probably yeah. like the semis, lost three matches in a row, actually lost the rest of the matches, and that's not quite what happened. So I'm going to say that one for me. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. It's that or Zane. The Burroughs one, I know yeah. it's all revi- it's all revisionist at this point, but at least Chance had beaten Jordan. Yes. And uh, I don't know. Jordan is a year older every single year, so that's a thing. I think Zane making the team is is so shocking. It's between yeah. Zane and Spencer for me. Um, man, because think just think about it, at the beginning of the year, Zane Richards makes the team. Like, I, man, agree. The things, I, mean, I agree for sure with that sentiment. Um. You know, he he had only been teched by both Suriano and Gilman, who he beat in straight. I mean, he beat Gilman in two straight. He didn't even lose one. Uh, it's it's that to me is a shocking. But this is a very good question. I think all three are big big surprises. Can you think of a bigger surprise that happened this year that maybe we're not? Um, I mean, I mean, uh. Yanni and Aaron Brooks both losing. Like if you put that on the line, that Yanni and Aaron Brooks will both lose a match. I think that yeah. would have been. Um, I mean, sure that would be that would be a bigger favorite than. You know, so Yanni and Aaron Brooks to go undefeated would be a bigger favorite than what Bo Nickel is this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Or I'm sorry, both to not go undefeated. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay. What young college wrestlers, if any, do you see making an impact at Olympic team trials next year? I don't know if he's still considered young. This is a short list, first of all. So you got to kind of stretch. Very short. Bo, Bar- Bo Bartlett is obviously should be considered here. And I'm he not got his smiling. hand raised against Nick Lee. Yeah. So, hold on. The, what young the, college? So, he's had three years of eligibility. So, yeah. what do we consider young? The, the first two did not count. Just they didn't count. Yeah, they did <laughs> did not count. This was his first year. Okay, <laughs> one of them didn't count. Not two. <laughs> um, yeah. Still gonna so, be a four timer. Li- listen, at this point, there's not a lot of. Um, Does Keegan you know, count I, as young? No. Keegan should. Keegan, he should count. He, How's this he young? Point, He's at three years of eligibility, also. <laughs> because because Bo's young, and so is Keegan. Because. Listen, this is basically – they don't want us to talk about, like, Gable or Aaron Brooks, who are just so obviously contending. Um, yeah. but like, there's not there's, – I don't see any freshmen, sophomores that are going to contend, unless well, you say, so, like – But isn't that the answer to the question, Christian? Because previously, with, say, a Kyle Snyder or a Yanni, we have had guys who are in their first or second year of eligibility threaten to and or make the team. Do we mm-hmm. have any of those? And the answer might be no. Yeah. Um, it's got to be someone in the 141, 149 range. Yeah, that's really good. Like, I don't think Meyer is there yet. I don't think he can make yeah. 65 kilos. Well, so, like um, Meyer and Mitchell, I I could I can see them both doing well, uh, but I can't see them upsetting. Well, I don't think either one of them would make 143. Uh, well, I know Mitchell cannot, and I don't think Meyer can, and I don't. Man, Kyle Dake's kind of a, a step ahead at this point. I mean, can they in the future? Yeah, but can they next year? Uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Like, are there any, like, lightweights is an interesting one because, you know, 
all due respect to Zane, it's like you don't have a, a Kyle Snyder there or someone that's established. And one, yeah. 125 is going to be – 57 is going to be interesting because if Zane doesn't medal, and he very well may, then this weight is once again wide open. But I don't see a young college guy. Okay, I got one for you. Hit me. What about um, – I'll, I'll give you two. What about – we haven't heard much about him this year because I believe he had injured, but what about Nick Feldman? Now, can he threaten Gable? No, but could he do really well? I think the answer to that, to that is yes. And the second will be – um, uh, Jesse Mendez, you know, we've seen him beat good senior level people. Could he improve over the next year and grow into 65 and do a little bit of damage? Yeah. He's an interesting, I, I worry about his size. Um, he is a tweener, I think internationally, although maybe not. He, he's been pretty clear. He will never make 133 again. Um, yes. So that's notable, but yeah, he's interesting. But 125, like Richard Figueroa, these are the young 25 pounders you got to be thinking about. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think he's ready to contend at that level at this point. So not a lot actually, um, com- compared to other times. Um, okay. Yeah. From CP See, talk. Shows, uh, sorry. That just shows kind of how impressive the certain of those guys were, you know, yeah. uh, Kyle Snyder or Yanni, that they, they were actually threatening to, make teams and or making teams because even Kyle Dake didn't really threaten till later. David Taylor didn't threaten till later. Jordan Burroughs didn't make teams until after college. I mean, none of those guys were threat as good as they are. They weren't threatening. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's we're maybe a little spoiled. We'll see. Well, Dake was yeah. threatening. Who was Dake? He didn't make during it, but college? I would say he was threatening. No, during 2012, uh, 2012 was no. during his college career. And I guess, did... yeah, not, not not Olympics, yeah. Well, then 13, so, he would have graduated. Yes. Yeah. That was his first crack. Um, mm-hmm. So if it's like in the midst of your college city career, no. Um, very few have. Yeah. It was also less common to try. It was even. less common to try also, yes. True. Yeah. And also now what what – now these weights have those guys that are legends in them, so it's just harder to get there. Where it's like seven, eight years ago, we were not as good. We weren't winning on the level we are. We didn't have like, man, we have so many literal legends, mm-hmm. like Mount Rushmore candidates that are in the middle of their career. It makes it makes it tough. Yes, yeah, I agree. Because even you know when I was in college. I mean, I love to wrestle, so I always did the, the spring and summer stuff. Um, but there were not, there was, just wasn't a lot of people doing it. Like it just, they weren't even, they weren't even really trying. I would say they maybe did the U twenties. Some people did universities, but it wasn't super well attended. But there were not a lot of guys trying to wrestle on the senior level. Yes. Okay. Question. Uh, ask Ben if he had a chance to redo his Olympic prep and competition. What would he have done differently, if anything? Mm saw this one um uh i mean i would say if there's one thing i could do i would put i would put myself a few years earlier on graduation where i had um uh two you know one or two more years of international competition where i could have went and wrestled those type of people and got more freestyle experience um because going international wasn't like, to, I mean, to the, what we just talked about, it wasn't really that prevalent. I mean, like I made the juniors team in 2004. We didn't even go to Worlds. Like we just didn't go, you know? So 
my first international tournament was in the in the what January, February, or February, March. I can't remember what exact month it was of two thousand eight. That was the first time I, I went overseas. Um, so I would kind of redo that and have myself graduate in 2005 or maybe six. And then I would have a couple of years of international competitions um, because, yeah, it wasn't prevalent then. And I think that 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 makes it harder. Tactically, if let's say all right, you knew your opponent, you knew you were going to have Fundora. Yeah. What what would you have done differently in preparation? Uh, well, I, so I did beat him in 2010. I, I I think I got impatient in the second. I know I got impatient in the second period, which is which has rarely happened to me. Um, you know the the four the four minute matches were hard for me, but again, that's not something I can change. Um, and Fundora, he's really good. He's always going to be a hard match for me. Like I'm never going to yeah. beat him easy. That's just not happening. Um, so yeah, I mean that was tough as well. There's patience. Yeah. You think you were as prepared as could be? It was just a in match tactics. That's how I feel. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a probably that's probably more healthy than yeah. like having to wonder about like oh man months of years of preparation or yeah. just like ah I just messed up in the moment. Yeah, I feel like that's the case. Okay. CP talk tips for wrestling with a sunburn. Fourth of July did me dirty. <laughs> Listen, man, it's like it's just like wrestling. You There's can't a- just you can't just go out there and start, you know, have a practice for th- do a three hour grind match and train on. You got to build into it. You got to, as Kyle Dake would say, you got to be hardening your solar callus, knowing you got to be peaking for the Fourth of July. And as a wrestler, uh... you of all people should know that, and you didn't do that, so. I think you just either got to get tough or or don't wrestle. Yeah, I think that's there's that one saying. What's the saying? I always I always forget the exact of it, but it's either you gotta be you gotta be tough or you gotta be smart. And you weren't smart, so you just gotta get tough. Yep, exactly right. Also, wear sunscreen if uh, you want to do that. I don't do that, uh, but maybe you should. Hmm. Um. What would JD do? I could see J. I could see JD. Uh, Having a long day out outdoors and then having this. I'm sure you've been in this exact situation now. The more I think about it, JD, I, abs- I absolutely have. <laughs> and yeah, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yep, 100. percent And you better, you better get on top. Yeah, get on top, brother. Oh, that's but that, no, but but no, you're messing up right now, JD, because July, July's gut wrench season. That's and true. Then you, <laughs> you get gut wrenching in some summer. That sucks. That's, That's why you got to get on top. That way, if, if your torso is all sunburned, you don't want to be getting gut wrenched. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Mm. All great points. This is what people really need to know. This is <laughs> this is what's setting you up in life. Uh, so um, yep. Did Mr. O'Toole ever start working out after Ben exposed his, quote, buggy whips? Oh, I just saw Mr. O'Toole at the Friday fireworks in Heartland. Um He's kind of jacked on in, maybe it was the ESPN camera, but he kind of looked, uh, he kind of yeah. had some big arms. He's lean. He likes to work out a lot, but he, he, you could tell him he's still skinny. He's still got buggy whips and, you know, we go to match that pin him pretty quick. He was, he was actually trying to say, he was trying to say, um, he was trying to say that he could beat Keegan until Keegan was a senior high school in wrestling. And I, I was chuckling at that one and Keegan was chuckling at that one also, but he was adamant that that was the case. Wow. Yeah, I love the confidence. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, let's see if we can get one more in here. <laughs> um, uh. da, da, da. No, this Bill guy agrees. Not. Yeah, I mean, not nothing. That I think we could just do really quickly. It's nine thirty. Oh, this is a and, good one. No, let's do this one real quickly. Oh, American Hero. Hey, yes, this. Who is the best American hero? I don't even think there's a question on this one. Jordan Burroughs, uh, John Smith, or Wyatt Hendrickson. This is simple. This man wrestles. He sends it every single time he wrestles, and he's going to represent America in the in the uh, armed forces. It's Wyatt Hendrickson, of course. Unless I see Jordan Burroughs and John Smith up in a plane defending this country. Yes. I don't know. I think yeah. it's got to go to the great American hero. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't have time to get to win – Six world and Olympic medals. He's got other things to he's do. In our country, he's, he's like, I'm gonna pin Tony Cassiope and I'm gonna get it a plane back to Colorado Springs, but I'm gonna fly it. Is Wyatt Hendrickson? Wait, did that actually happen? No, oh. <laughs> he's not a pilot. Well, how do I know? You don't know. You don't know that he might be. He's in his third year of the Air Force. I'm gonna declare it right now, and you can prove me wrong. Wyatt Hendrickson is not right now a pilot. That's what I'm saying. What? That's another. How do you know this for a fact? You cannot know this for a fact. Define. Because I don't think someone. He cannot go up in a plane and fly it right now legally. What? No, Christian. I freaking took pilot's lessons. I know it took me twenty hours. They were let me fly that shit for free. Like I could go. That's scary. I had to pay for the lesson, but by myself, I was going to go fly the plane, and then my instructor left town, and the, the program got shut down. It was no good. It only took twenty hours. Why Hendrickson has done more than 20 hours? You're crazy. Listen, not everyone in the Air Force is a pilot, Ben. I don't know if there's only so many What are they doing there then? What are they doing out there? (laughs) That's what we'll figure out on on the next show. We'll figure out what. I got got inroads at the Air Force. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to be wrong. I'm going to get answers on this. Until we get a selfie of Wyatt Hendrickson flying a plane, no, a video, it's off. That's right. that's my declaration. I'm gonna get and that's one. how we're gonna end the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back. It's what? What's today? Today's Thursday. We'll be back Monday for sure. We got to figure out Ben's schedule. We'll, oh, next we'll, week. We'll next week's easy. After that, that's the problem. After that, we thought about doing Ben's schedule on the show, but thought no. Um, but we'll be back next Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Monday, July 17th, Fargo Junior Cadet Freestyle. That's one of the best tournaments of the year. It's a good one. I'll be see Ben. You'll see JD. You won't see me, but I'll be watching. Have a great, great weekend. Thumbs down to you, Ben. Thumbs up to the pilots. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah.